Hello everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Bolveni Stories series. I'm Charlie Metcalf, Global Brand Ambassador for the Bolveni. And we're here in Dufton. I'm having a wander outside the Bolveni Cooperage. It's a slightly grey, overcast day, so not much changes weather-wise up here in the northeast of Scotland. Today we are here to talk about a revelation of cask and character. The 19-year-old sherry cask matured Bolveni. First, we're going to have a chat with our newly qualified apprentice coopers, Jack and Liam, and to our head cooper, Ian McDonald. And a bit later on, we're going to have a catch up with our malt masters, David Stewart and Kelsey McKechnie. So we're here with Ian McDonald, Liam Henderson and Jack Lomas to give you your, all your full names. How are you doing, guys? Good. Good talk. Good talk. Yeah, good chat. Good? Yeah. good, good. So we're gonna have a have a wee bit of a chat about um, about a few things. So first of all, Ian, we'll we'll kick it off with you as our as our chief, our head cooper. Okay. Can you can you tell us a bit about your role, Ian? Okay, my role is uh, basically looking after the day-to-day -day running of the cooperage, and that includes overseeing how the apprentices are trained making sure there's barrels for the, all the coopers to repair and make sure the quality is right, it goes out the door, goes to the warehouse. And w when did you start? I started at the cooperage in 1969 as a 15-year-old and uh, served a five-year apprenticeship. And there was thousands of coopers in Scotland in those days. And every, in fact, there was three cooperages here in Dufton alone. And we assembled the, the, the loose staves into barrels. And that's what the coopers did then. They did some repair, but not so much repair as what they do now. So the role's totally changed now. These guys spend more time repairing, simply because the just the way the, the, the world's changed. The, the, yeah, there's the, a real focus here in Scotland on working on the cast to actually make, make the most of the materials and repair what we have, as opposed to actually creating casts from scratch. We usually we usually let, let that happen in the US or, right. or over, in, over in Europe. That's right, right. Oh, well, the reason behind that is because can, we don't want new oak. We want the 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 seasoned seasoned wood, better for the the wood flavour. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we we were watching you guys repair the sherry butts in the in the cooperage today. It looked like it looked like they were they were good to work on. You were you were enjoying that. I liked it more because you can make it look tidier than you can with a barrel. When you're finished, it, when you look at it, it looks smarter than it does when you repair a barrel. Some of them look, mm -hmm. they're not as tidy as when you do butts, it just looks smarter. You feel more proud just, when you put it out. Just a finish on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Nice, okay. Yeah, I mean, they look, yeah, from, I'm obviously not, <laughs> I'm not a qualified cooper, but to me it looked like they were, they were amazing, the work you were putting out. That's just Liam, he just does too well. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice. But they, again, must be harder to work on just due to the size, size, shape, heavy. weight. Yeah. He heavy, heavier to work on. They're harder on you when yeah, you right. do a couple of weeks, you feel it. But yeah, compared right. to a couple of weeks of barrels or yeah. something like that. But. Yeah. But you, you guys would be more bent over in the barrels than I am. Mm -hmm. Kind of barrels are fine for me, height ways for working on them. But you guys are a good bit taller than I am. And the butts are a lot easier for you to work on. Than the barrels, I would yeah, have. I like it. It's a nice height, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> you get used to it. You go back on barrels, your back's sore. Uh, uh, I was absolutely decent. but whereas me, they're just fine for me. Well, without um, with all, without all that hard work, uh, working on these big sherry casks, we wouldn't have the whiskey that we're no. putting into a bottle for this new this new expression in the in the story series. So 
Thank you very much for that. <laughs> so, Ian, um, the, the size of the team now uh, in the Cooperage, how many, how many people have we got in the team down at Arbovenny Cooperage? We've got a total of 20 in the, in the team now. We've got 10 full-time, full-of-fledged Coopers, five apprentices and five support team members, which is, is quite a good size of team, and everybody works well together. Uh, and in terms of, you know, if we, if we had to put some kind of, some kind of number on it, um, how many how many casts would the, the team be working on through the Cooperage? Let, let's just say maybe a doesn't have to be exact, but a guesstimate of casts of in, in a week. How many are going through? Okay, so each Cooperage? each each Cooper would be expected to do say ten sherry butts a day. Would you two manage that? Manage ten sherry butts a day? Yep. Give it a bash, like yeah. Easy peasy. No, nah, de depends. Depends on the quality. <laughs> oh, the quality it, of the cask, I suppose. Yeah. But then if if they are if they are getting we call it a heavy butt to do right. So they've got seven or more broken staves, then the class is a heavy. So they've been classed as a, as a double. So if you do a heavy class, this is two rather than just one. Okay. So you would do five heavies instead of 10 easy repairs. Yeah. So Ian, just digging into the Cooper's Guild a little bit. Um, so the history of casks in Scotland is, is closely tied with the Cooper's Guild. Um, what, what is the Cooper's Guild? Can you tell us a little bit okay, about it's, it? The National Federation of Coopers, right? And it's, uh, it controls the whole act of coopering, basically. You've got to be a part of the Federation to employ apprentices. It's so controlled. And when these guys started, the, the deacon from the Federation came and presented these guys with a set of tools. Mm -hmm. So the tools themselves are valued possibly about £1,000. So each new apprentice that starts gets a set of tools through the Coopers Federation. Okay, there's also the incorporation of Coopers as well. They fund uh, the purchase of the tools as well, but it's usually the deacon from the, the Federation that presents them to the, the apprentices. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. And Ian, this whiskey, a revelation of cask and character, is a, is a full sherry cask matured Bulbeni. Can you tell us a little bit about the difference between European oak versus American oak? Okay, so basically, just to look at it visually, the American oak, is usually always heavily charred on the inside, whereas the European oak is only toasted. And it's slightly maybe, you could maybe see more knots on the European than you can in the American oak. But for the, if you're picking up two staves, then normally for the sherry butt, it's normally about 35 millimetres thick, whereas your, sherry, your, your bourbon American oak is only about 25 millimetres thick. So it's thickness as well as the colour. Yeah. And I, I heard an interesting story once about when, on one of your trips to Hareth, you had a go with the Cooper's tools, of another Cooper's tools right. in a cooperage yeah. in Hareth. That's right. And apparently they didn't quite work the same no. as your tools here. No. Can you tell us that story? Okay, so I had my tools with us, and uh, I was working alongside one of the, the Cooper's areas to see how, how we would go on together, basically just trying things out. And their tools was more like a... They're all metal, like a, like a, more like a chisel than a driver. Our driver's basically has got a, a wooden stock on it and it's got a metal shoe which clips on, well, attach on the hoops for hammering it. But they use a, a, a metal one. And also their hammer was different. So the, the, the Cooper in Spain, he tried using my tools and he couldn't make nothing of my tools. And I said, look, I'll try yours. But I got one all right, but I preferred my own. Well, it, well, but it, it was the same... Uh, it was a few years ago, we had uh, a Japanese cooper on site and he, he'd never uh, repaired any butts like we did. 
right? They they make new ones most of the time, right? Out of their oak, yeah? So he was over here working with me for a, a few weeks and uh, his tools were more similar to the, the Spanish tools. But again, he couldn't have worked my tools and I couldn't work his. I remember seeing yeah, I remember seeing those tools. They're a very different style to the ones that we, we okay. work with here. And they always say that a Cooper's tools kind of mould to their right. their hands. So they were obviously going to feel very, very different for That's you right. to work it's, with. And it's the same as when, when if you're repairing like the, the marring tons, yeah, usually in a team of three or four guys. And sometimes you, you use a big poker for driving the bottom hoops, but for, you're using your hammer and driver. When you finish driving, you lay them on the top of the cask, right, on the end. But you may be finished up in a different location and somebody else's, pick up somebody else's tools, or you, you just can't work them. Simply because the, the shape that they've been hitting, the, the, the driver at the top could be slightly angled, some are flat, okay? Maybe the, the, the shorter guys like me tend to be hitting more at the side, so they're like a, more like a taper. Yeah. Where if you're hitting it straight, it's flat in the top. So in the, in the shape of your hammer, it moulds into your hand. Every time you pick it up and move it about in your hand, you're, you're making a mould at the, the, the shaft. It takes now uh, four years to become a cooper. I mean, that's a really, really long time. Um, are there any skills that kind of came easily when you were actually learning about coopering? Because Liam, you were you were a roofer before you came to the, the coopering profession. Yep, uh, so probably the easiest kind of skills was just the, the hand tools for me. And kind of just learning on the job as well. Yeah, because it's, I mean, there's a bit of transferable skill there because you already been, would have been skilled in working with your hands, but just learning the new, the new ways of these yeah, old just tools. Getting shown what to do and then kind of executing it instead of going through a book and kind of going to college and things like that. So yeah. it was just the same as roofing. More just working, learning, learning on the job. Mm, yep. Yeah, which I guess is always the best way to do it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. And Jack, you came to the the coopering team. Well, as we've just heard, because, well, both of you wanted a job inside. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you, you were working already with the company, but you were a part of the, the estates team. Yep, I was just working on site. I just got a job just uh, looking after the grounds, cutting the grass and cutting hedges and stuff like that. So it was a bit of a, I'm not going to lie at first, it was a bit of a shock with all that hammering, but I think I did okay. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Well, I remember... Cause how long do you, were you with the estates team before? Oh, it can't have been any more than a year. It must have been yeah. between a few, eight months to a year or something like that, yeah. So I was there for a little while, but... Because I remember when um, I met you outside one day and you said, I'm, I'm going for the, the Cooper's Apprentice job. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I was lucky enough to get it and all. Well, it's <laughs> so turned out well. It turned out well, yeah. I, I just... Sick of getting wet in the winter. <laughs> 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 wet, and, wet and cold outside. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about this earlier, but um, what are the things that you love about working here at the Bolveni Cooperage? I'll ask that question to to each of you, or if there are any if there are any stories about working here at the Cooperage. I like working at the Bolveni Cooperage because I like to work with my hands now, and when you don't finish one off and it looks quite dead smart and everything, it's a bit of pride in it, mm -hmm. a bit of pride in your work because you can put it up to the hoop driver and you think. Oh, that looks quite tidy, that. I did okay at that. So I like just being able to take pride in my work kind of thing. Uh, I second that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because once you finish your cast, you put your name in it. So once you put your name in it and it's a good job, then somebody else will see it and think, oh, Liam or Jack did them. Mm -hmm. And the, the cool thing that I, I always think about that is, you know, 
Liam's name, Jack's name's on it, that cast could come back to you in 10, 20, 30 years' time. And after we've that whiskey's been sent to the world for, for people to enjoy, that cask will come back to you in the cooperage and you'll see it and you'll be like, gosh, I did do a good job mm -hmm. on that cask, yep. but now I'm going to have to work on it again. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> now, I always think as well that it's probably very special for you guys. The, the fact that the Bovenny Cooperage is quite unique and that we're very lucky to have the cooperage on site, beside the distillery, beside the floor maltings, mm -hmm. you guys can actually see the full circle of whiskey making here at Bolveni, whereas a lot of other distilleries don't have everything that we have on site. So you can kind of see the whole grain to spirit to, to mature whiskey all, all here. So it must be quite nice for you to see kind of the, the fruits of your labor as well. Yeah, definitely. But not all that, when you, can, when you go on holiday after you go through the airport, Elkhart, and you see all the, the, the different whiskies, and you've, you've got to look at the, the your own Bolveni range of whiskies, and you know that you've made a part of that whiskey by repairing the cask for it again. And that should be pride for you guys as well. Do you, yeah. do you, get, do you guys already get that when you see, when you see the yep. products on the shelf? Definitely. Like if you're in a pub and you'll, you'll kind of check the prices or yeah. see if there's a Balvenia or yeah. okay, what, what age it is and yeah. things like that. So, yeah. we, we just have to wait a bit of time for the, the first Balvenia, I guess, to, to reach, reach maturation on a cask that you've definitely worked mm -hmm. on. A few years, few yeah. years, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> few years, yeah, yeah, but we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Well, uh, Liam, Jack, uh, thanks very much for coming to have a, a chat with us, guys. It's great to to hear that you're now you're now fully qualified and onto the next next step in your in your coopering journey. Yeah, no worries. That's it. Cheers. Thanks. And hopefully you'll be you'll be teaching the next set of uh, apprentices yeah. that are coming through yeah, at some stage. And there'll be a next year McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The next Sweet. the next head coopers. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks, guys. Right, cheers. Oh, cheers. Thank you. Hello, it's Charlie here with a brief intermission. I hope you're enjoying the story so far and your journey with us. To discover more about the Bolveni, our whiskey making process, and the range, visit our website at thebolveni.com. You can find the link in our bio. Okay, let's get back to the action. Hi, David. Hi, 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 Charlie. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, how are we? How are we getting on? Fine, thank you. Yeah, not too bad at all. Good. So we've travelled. We've travelled all the way down from uh, from Dufton. We were there yeah. speaking to Ian, Liam, and Jack uh, earlier on in the week. So we were having a bit of a chat to them about their roles with casks that we work with at the Bolveni. It has got us thinking about the huge impact the casks and the coopers have within the production of our whisky. And we really wanted to reward the team at the Cooperage in Dufton with a, with a story, because they really do deserve it. They do a huge amount of hard work to impact the flavors that we're creating within our whiskey. And this story is for them. So, obviously casks and woods have a huge impact on the job that you both do with Balvenie. Can you describe how big this impact is, David? Okay, well, we, we all know how important uh casks are to creating a great whisky. We can, we can create uh, something coming off the still consistently, but we need to make sure we're putting our new spirit into good quality casks all the time. And, and generally most of our whisky does go into American oak barrels, but also we do fill first fill Spanish oak sherry casks. And looking, looking at Doublewood, I mean, the, the, 
The, the character of Doublewood really comes from us finishing in these sherry casts, uh, really. That's where you get that nice, rich, spicy note. But you also get the, the honeyed notes for that period that's been in American oak barrels for 12 years. So it's a good example of showing, you know, because you know, I always take the example of look at the 12-year-old single barrel, how it's all honey and vanilla and citrus, and you put that whiskey from that particular cask into first fill Spanish oak sherry cask, and you can see a huge difference. Yeah, it cha not, changes not, it hugely, yeah, doesn't not, it? Not just in colour, but you can see that the, the richness and spiciness, dried fruits, ginger, cinnamon spices, just that complexity that nine-month finishing does in these first fill Spanish oak sherry casks. Yeah, adds this wonderful so very important. extra layer to it, doesn't it? It does, yeah. it does. Yeah, absolutely. So Kelsey, I guess a question, a question for you. Um, can you talk us through an expression of ours that you, that you think really showcases a different cast type really well? Yeah, I mean, it's so tricky with all of our expressions because we love them all so much. They create different flavours. We don't create anything above any that we wouldn't recognise that isn't that core sweet cereal note. That's always what we look for in our new make. So, I mean, between them all, one just straight away that jumps out would be the 12-year-old toasted. It's mm -hmm. a beautiful expression. As David mentioned before, whenever we fill into American oak cast, we get that lovely honeyed citrus aroma that's coming forward. But in the toasted American oak, we really accentuated it. So if we think a little bit like a single barrel on steroids is a, a, a good way to put it. We really dial up that aroma. And in so many ways, it's really down to our coopers as well. They do so much to really dial up that flavour, pull all those oak extractives out. We talk in whiskey that sort of two thirds of the flavour come from the cask and it's really evident. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's that sweetness that we, we kind of always associate with Balveni. With this whiskey, the, a revelation of cask and character, this new sherry cask matured 19-year-old. Mm -hmm. With it being solely matured in a sherry cask, that's even more gonna dial up that, that sweet notes that we always get with Balveni. Absolutely, and it's lovely when we look at 15-year-old single barrel over the years, a single sherry matured cask, it's amazing actually having two side by side. We're really strict on the sensory profile that we want for each of these. So we'll allow little variances between them, but we're, we're really, really strict on it. So actually having a vatting of all of these single matured sherry casts together, it's amazing that beautiful flavour and, and the, you know, the, the zing and the, the vibrancy that comes off of them when they're all vatted together, it's beautiful. Yeah, nice, a beautiful marriage of all these flavours coming oh, together. Completely. Yeah. So guys, when, when we were chatting to to Ian, Liam and Jack in, in Dufton, we had a bit of a conversation around the fact that we're, we're so, so lucky here at Balveni to have an on-site cooperage and the guys get to see the casks, you know, come, come in and out through the years. Can you, can you talk a little bit about, you know, how important that is to the distillery? Yeah, well, it is, it is so important because the casks are so important to, to creating a great whiskey at the end of the day and it's, it's great to have our own coopers on site. There's not many distilleries that actually has a cooperage on site and it's great to, for us to be able to speak to the coopers to, to, to get you know, their ideas of how to maintain our casks. So, so yeah, so it's very, very important to, that we do have our own cooperage yeah. at the end of the day. And, and Kelsey, um, I imagine that you keep in, keep in quite, quite close contact with the team in Dufton, just in terms of, because I know we do quite a lot with sherry casks around um, maybe skiving out the inside slightly and just making sure that the European's oak is at the top quality for filling. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're definitely in close contact with the team in the north and it's really for a couple of reasons as well. As David mentioned, having our own Cooperage on site gives us a massive amount of flexibility in terms of innovations. So we can do a lot with building up different casks, retaining the casks that we've already got, but also to make sure that on each filling we're getting the best possible flavour out of each of these casks. So we're less likely to get leaks, we're most likely to get the, the best colour out of the spirit. Um, and you know, all of these things that a lot of people take for granted, we have such a massive focus on as one of our five rare crafts and passing these skills down from generation to generation. So not only does it give us a lot of flexibility, it makes sure that the flavour that we've got matured in all of our warehouses is as good as it could be. So David, the importance of having our own cooperage on site and having that control of when, when the casts come into us from, from Spain, from Jerez, the team at Dufton are obviously seeing those beautiful new sherry butts come in and they're like the first, the first checkpoint of the quality of those casts, making sure that they're, they're looking good and they're gonna be, be set to hold, hold our whiskey for many more years to come. It's a very important thing. No, it, it is, I, I agree. It's, uh, yeah, it is, and, and I've, over the years I've seen that because of the increasing sales above any double wood, I've seen increasing amounts of sherry casks coming into our, our system and into our cooperage. And these casks could be in our, our, our system for the next 60, 70 years, because sherry casks will normally take about four different fillings. So above any will be filled and emptied and filled and emptied over many years in, in these sherry casks. So, so the, the, the longer that the above any double wood sales increase, the more and more sherry casks will bring in and it can only be good to be putting you know, more and more of that into our new spirit at the Balvenie. So sherry casks are obviously very sought after by the, the Scotch whisky industry now and, and getting really good quality sherry casks can be, can be quite tricky. So having really good relationships with our, uh, our friends over in Spain is, is very important, right? Oh, it's hugely important for us. So many of our Balvenie variants rely on European oak sh sherry butts, so for us to have really good quality butts coming in on a regular basis, year on year, it's important for us to make sure that we maintain that relationship and, and we let them know what we'd expect and so that we can maintain all of these great quality liquids going forward. And I, I love the story, we, we talked we talk to the Coopers about this, that Ian throughout his career has seen a cask that he's worked on in the Cooperage one day and he's chalked, chalked his initials up on it and you know, 10, 20, 30 years later, that cask has come back to him and he's had to work on it again. It's like the amazing thing about, you know, having that, that cooperage in-house that he, he might've worked on casks in our inventory potentially three times. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Oh, it definitely is. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's leaving himself little notes on these casks. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's really nice, yeah. the fact that he's been a, a, one of the single people to work on the same cask as well. There's something just really romantic about how that process works. And, and the fact that in Scotch, we don't throw away things. We like to reuse and reuse until we can. So, yeah, it's amazing for us to hear that. And we obviously see spirit mm in a different vein, but going into casket new make, and then we'll see it being revatted when we put it into Oloroso butts, then we'll see it revatted again when it comes out. So there's this lovely history there of, of seeing things time and time again and, and evolving over time. You, you make a really interesting point there that like coopering was, is like the original form of recycling, right? Like it's, it's the aim of the game is to reuse as much as, as humanly possible and not waste this very precious resource that is that is the oak, that is the wood. Completely, and it's so valuable for us. We yeah, want yeah. to keep it as good for as long as we can. So it really is the aim of the game. Yeah. Well, hearing you 
talk a little bit about the, the flavors we're expecting from this, uh, this new whiskey. I think it's, it's time to have a wee try of it. Let's have a, have a little taste. We've got a, a glass of this beautiful new, new whiskey in front of us, guys. And mm -hmm. straight away, the one thing that's jumping out at me is the color is absolutely stunning. Beautiful, dark, rich color. But, uh, yeah, that's what you'd expect from first fill sherry cast. And, you know, that lovely bronze color, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. And in, ter in terms of the nose, I mean, it's got that, yeah, those wonderful rich flavours that we, we associate with sherry casks, yes. right? That kind of lovely kind of oak spices a little bit, you know, ginger, cinnamon spices, these kind of, you know, dried fruits or... Yeah, absolutely. And because it's 90 years old as well, it's mellowed out that little bit. So you have a beautiful mm -hmm. balance between those bursting flavours, but also the oakiness um, complement as well. And that's the, fl the flavour, obviously, of the spirit coming through. Yeah. So you get that sweet cereal in there as well. It's just a lovely layering effect yeah, lovely, on the nose. A lovely balance of the, the flavours from the, the European oak that mm -hmm. we absolutely love and that lovely sherried, sherried yes. notes over the top. And, of course, being complemented by... Bob Ennis House style, as you say. Well, I think okay. uh, it's well, time to have a wee try, eh? Okay, let's do that. Slange yeah. of our guys. Cheers. Slange. 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 Yeah. yeah, that's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, that's delicious. Yeah. Again, very well balanced on the palate. Very smooth, although you're getting that you know, okay spices coming through again, mm. dried fruits, but there's a touch of honey still there, I think, and yes. you're there in, in it. You can, that does come through a little bit as well, so. Yeah, a beautiful, sweet and spiced finish. It's beautiful. Yes, I'm sure it'll be enjoyed by all. And it's something that, as you say, people scream out for, for sherry cast matured Balvenies. Um, so it'll be exciting to see what our Balveni fans around the world think of this. Yes, new expression. Oh, I'm sure that'll be well received. Well, David, Kelsey, thanks so much for, for coming to have a chat with me today. Um, I'm sure everyone listening will have been fascinated to hear all the, the information around this new 19-year-old cherry cast matured Balveni. Uh, and I hope to catch up with both of you again soon. Okay, Charles. Slange of that. Cheers. You're welcome, Slange. Cheers. Slange. It's been amazing having a chat to the team up at the Cooperage in Dufton. Ian, Liam and Jack had lots of fun stories to tell. Always great having a chat with David and Kelsey down at our nosing room in Glasgow and discovering more about our new whiskey, A Revelation of Cast and Character.